and thank you for joining us for another episode of Cracking One Open. On this episode, I'll be Elise. Wait, what? We didn't talk about this. And you'll be Mike. Okay, I guess I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, what are we talking about today? I'm cracking one open. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> this week, we are cracking open Glitter Party, a double IPA from Hog River Brewing Company located in Hartford, Connecticut. Hog River Brewing was founded by Ben and Joy Braddock, a couple who was so passionate about craft beer that they ended up leaving their corporate jobs in order to pursue opening their own craft brewery. After Ben was able to get some serious experience in the industry, and that includes working at Thomas Hooker and Willimantic Brewing Company, while at the same time, he was able to discover his own brewing style. So I had to do a little digging. They don't actually list the date that the brewery was established, but based on their Instagram, they were brewing under the name Hog River as far back as 2015 and attending beer fests with it. But it doesn't look like the brewery made its home in Hartford until about August of 2016. And upon opening, the brewery had a seven barrel brewing system. I couldn't find any information about more recent, like recently was in their brewery um, than a 2016 Harford Current article. So they may have upgraded in the years since. <laughs> and Hog River, as I mentioned, is located in Hartford in the Parkville neighborhood. And Hog River's name pays homage to the city's subterranean river. The brewery is actually housed in the former Hartford Rubber Works building, which manufactured the country's first pneumatic tires for automobiles and bikes. And the tap room pays tribute to its industrial roots. Massive machinery from the turn of the century sits among the bar stools and the picnic tables, and pieces of the Hartford history decorate the walls as well. Hog River, also known as Park River or Little River, it's a tributary of the Connecticut River. Between the 1940s and the 1980s, Hog River was buried by the Army Corps of Engineers to prevent spring floods, which were regularly caused by the increase of surface runoff from urban development. But here's the fun part. Why was it nicknamed Hog River? Because it had a lot of pigs in it. Because, yep, pigs were kept in farms along some stretches of the river and between the pig's waste, human waste and factory waste, the river became super polluted and it smelled as bad as you think it did. Gross. <laughs> so in an attempt to clean it up a bit, the park was created around it, hence the name Park River. And the reasoning there was that with more homes around it instead of more factories, the hope was that it would become less odious. Odious, but it's still stealing. <laughs> so Hog River features a constantly rotating list of craft beers that are brewed on site, ranging from IPAs to sours to bold barrel aged beers. They also have guest taps of hard ciders, wines, cold brew coffee and kombucha. And it looks like they try to source those guest taps locally as well. Currently, the non-alcoholic beer option is from Athletic Brewing Co. in Stratford. The hard cider on tap is from New England Cider Company, which is in Wallingford. Um, they have cocktails made with liquor from Litchfield Distillery. And then they have wine from Benziger Family Winery, which is actually out in California, but they're like a super eco-conscious winery that makes biodynamic, organic, and sustainable wines. Interestingly, the beer that Hog River con uh, considers to be their flagship is a Kolsch-style ale 
And that's the only constantly available brew on their rotating top list. Mm, Everything else changes, huh? Mm. That's pretty cool. They, quote, favor the classic styles like Dunkelweizens, Hefeweizens, and Schwarzbeers, but brew across the craft beer style map, including pale ales, IPAs, cream ales, porters, stouts, smoked reds, saisons, etc., etc. So Glitter Party, which seems to be a seasonal release around March for the past few years, is described like this. Quote, a super palatable double IPA with mosaic, Amarillo, and Idaho 7 hops that will take you away on a mini tropical vacation with notes of pineapple, mango, and orange dancing on your tongue. So, I thought that sounded nice for the beginning of summer. A mini tropical vacation. So first up, we've got Mosaic Hops, a.k.a. Citra on Steroids. They are the daughter of Simcoe and Nugget. And Mosaic was released in 2012. It can be used for bittering, flavor, and aroma. It has high alpha acids, but low cohumulone levels, making them pleasantly hoppy with flavors of mango, pine, citrus, and herbs, and giving them aromas of tropical and stone fruits. Then we've got Amarillo hops, which have distinct flowery, spicy, and tropical notes. They're considered dual purpose for both aroma and bittering, but they're often used for dry hopping to augment the lemony, orangey, kind of citrusy character in that particular brew. Amarillo hops were discovered by accident. There was no like purposeful breeding intended for them, but they were found growing alongside Liberty hops at Gamache Farms in Washington in 1990. And they just looked a little bit different in color, size, and the way that they grow. So the farmers knew it was different than the Liberty hops right next to them. They named it Amarillo because of its slightly more yellow color. And obviously Amarillo is yellow in Spanish. Gamash Farms owns all the rights to this variety and is the exclusive grower of Amarillo, so they're not easy to come by unless you're a big commercial brewer because they get the first dibs. And finally, Idaho 7 hops were released in 2015 and named for its home state. Um, It is a late maturing aroma hop that practically drips with juicy tropical and stone fruit. Think like tangerine, apricot, orange, papaya. Mm. And that aroma is supported by sticky pine and faint notes of earthy black tea. Idaho 7 is perfect for late additions, but it also has enough alpha acids to work for bittering as well. This makes it excellent as a single hop or part of a blend for IPAs, pale ales, and hop forward American wheat beers. And that's what I got. What makes it glitter? We'll see. I didn't read anything about it actually being glittery and I didn't see any pictures of it. But that is part of the reason I picked it out was like, hey, we haven't had a glitter beer in a minute. Better have edible glitter in it. (laughs) Better be sparkles. Better be. Have we ever had Liberty Hops? Yes. Okay. I can't recall in what, but yes. Okay. Oh, the Liberty. um... Liberty, 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 Liberty. Wait, no. Does the Liberty IPA from Thimble Island have Liberty Hops in it? We didn't cover it for the podcasts. We covered Moon Island. I don't recall. It would only make sense, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We both loved Liberty Island. It was just a heavy hitter. I don't remember. Hmm. I'll have to double check that. Indeed. Anyway. Let's get to the beer. Beer (laughs) o'clock. All right. So before we get to the beer, I actually did just look it up. 
And Liberty Island is not made with Liberty Hops. It's made with HBC 586 and Brew One Hops. Oh, well then, have we had Liberty Hops? I think so. Ah, <laughs> anyway, we're cracking open these Amarillo hops. All right, let's Amarillo. do it. Ready? Yes. Nice. Getting those tropical stone fruit notes right off the, the bat when I crack that open. Yep, 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 yep. Ooh, super tropical. Ooh, yeah. Super pineapple. That's why, like, I was curious why they would release something that was, quote, like a mini vacation or a mini tropical vacation in March. I guess maybe for people that go away for, like, spring break. I don't know. Well, March is a pretty busy season for a lot of vacationers. Yeah. For spring break, just you can go someplace where it's warm, but it's not, like, crazy warm during the summertime. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've literally ever gone away for spring break. Like, even as a kid, like, my parents... We never like went away for spring break. My parents didn't go anywhere, or do anything. So yeah, exactly. I didn't go on vacation until we kept going to Universal, really. Yeah. Except for the one time to the Bahamas. Thames. All right. Anyway. Cheers. Cheers. I have to say, I don't see any glitter and I'm a little more than disappointed. No, me, me either. Me either. Mm. Holy pineapple. Whoa. But it's well balanced. Yes. So it's not it's, cloyingly sweet or anything. It's pretty sweet. You think it's really sweet? I love this just a, as an initial sip. I feel like it's a little more sweet than it should be. And there's not as much hoppiness or bitterness as I would expect. Just going off of the like the other two we've we covered two other Hog River beers, mm-hmm. one in 2020 and one in 2021. Um, and I remember really enjoying both of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Let's keep going on this. Interesting. I'll, I'll see how I feel. <laughs> I'm really digging the pineapple, the tropical vibe on it. Mm-hmm. It is and extremely it kind of tropical. Out. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think it's as sweet as you do. And that's interesting because I'm always the one that's like first on the sweet train going too sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I. I feel like you wanted bitter. Yeah. I was expecting better. I will say I do like, though, that you get that burst of tropical flavor in your mouth on the sip and mm-hmm. then it kind of like immediately goes away. It's not a lingering flavor. Yeah, I, I would. I don't know if I'd really want to eat too much with this. No, because it is more of a fruity kind of relaxing kind of drink. Yeah, I would want to enjoy this if I still had it and there was like. If I opened one up and then all of a sudden dinner was ready or mm-hmm. we were at a restaurant and dinner came to us or something like that. It wouldn't ruin the it food. It wouldn't ruin the food. It would ruin the beer. It would ruin the taste of the beer, that initial sip that you take yeah. before it kind of goes away. Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoy the pineapple. Yeah. It's a, it's heavy on the pine. I feel like there's pineapple and like maybe guava or papaya. There's something guava or papaya-y. Definitely. I think guava would be more an appropriate like flavor that's there to, to cover up and calm down the pineapple because mm-hmm. guava is not quite an intense flavor. It's where, yeah, it's very delicate. So I feel like that's really calming down the pineapple. So you don't get that like over sweetness of pineapple, especially like this is a, a dipper. Mm-hmm. This is a double IPA. And, and it does not taste it like does it. It does not taste like it. It's not strong. It doesn't have that syrupy sweetness Mm-mm. 
that that's usually there to cover up a double IPA or to cover up all the alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. If you ask me what the percentage of this beer would be, I'd say I'd say six something. Six point eight. Yeah. Would be what I guess. Uh, but instead, this mofo is eight point oh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good idea. Let's yeah. pour the rest of that in so we don't get inundated with uh sediment. Mm. Just don't want to get the wrong kind of flavors either, yeah. Doesn't look like the sediment, but it's no. kind of hazy. It's kind of like a strawberry blonde haze to it. Not maybe strawberry blonde, but it's it's a little bit of it's a, a darker. Yeah, it's a very golden hazy. Gold haze, yeah. Like a bronze. Mm-hmm. This is very drinkable. I'm almost getting a little bit of a vanilla-ness to it as well. Like a, a kind of like smoothness yes. that you get. Yeah. When you not like a flavor, but that smoothness that a vanilla taste has. It does. It has a very smooth mouthfeel. And it's not like super carbonated. It does let the flavors dance on your tongue. Like they said in the description. Mm-hmm. It's almost creamy in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty accurate description, actually. <laughs> creamy in a beer kind of way. It's nice. Mm-hmm. This, uh, if it wasn't 8.0, this would be like a nice, uh, out on the deck on a hot day, out kind on the of deck thing, on a hot day, cracking open a whole bunch of these. Maybe that's why they release it in March. <laughs> so you can't, so, yeah. Honestly, this does not taste like a double IPA. And mm-hmm. I haven't had a beer since, um, we're recording this on a Wednesday since Saturday. Yeah. So my beer palette is light. Like I should be sensitive to, you could double Flavor. IPA yeah. and be like, whoa. Because usually if I haven't drank for a few days and then we have something I like easily affected by like something that's too strong mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like I can taste the alcohol on it. Mm-hmm. Can't at all in this at all. In a good way. Yeah. In a dangerous way. <laughs> don't don't drink too many glitter parties and drive folk. I really wanted there to be glitter in this. Why is it called Glitter Party? It really is a lie. It's a little disappointing. I mean, the can is really pretty. Their cans are always pretty. Yeah. Now that I'm getting toward the end of my glass, I am tasting something else. Or maybe it's even just the pineapple, but a little oh, bit wow. more intense. You are getting, you're already almost done. <laughs> this might be another uh, empty mug club. Well, for me, I don't think for it's going to be well, one for you. Yeah, but you're, you still have to talk about the can, so. The can is a wraparound boy. It's a tall boy can with a wraparound, but the wraparound actually wraps all the way around, which I do appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their cans are always like sleek and glossy. and Oh, yeah, it's got that gloss label. Mm-hmm. And they're always white. Yep. So that the colors can pop. And they're kind of abstract kind of paint splotches, I guess. Yeah, it reminds me of like watercolor. This one especially, yeah, watercolor for sure. Well, Other ones are more they... splotchy, but this is really like paint and water. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of strawberry. It's got like bubbles in it as if you were in beer, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It actually reminds you of it. And it's the strawberry... Red kind of colors, a little bit of orange, and a tiny hints of like little speckled dark forest green, but very few. And they're just kind of like 
if you had taken watercolors and splashed your paintbrush while you're painting in some water. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And that's kind of like all over the place, almost like a, a Rorschach test of that. It's really, really nice, really clean looking. Uh, in one of the paint blotches is Hog River in white that matches the background. Mm-hmm. Hog River Brewing Co. Hartford, Connecticut. And on the bottom you get... I would like to go there at some point. HRBC. Hog River Brewing Company, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then what looks like a logo of a little sun. Established 2016. I would think it's a gear, considering their industrial roots. Oh, maybe. It's just, oh, maybe. It's just so small, it's hard to tell. This looks like a little star. Glitter Party is that same kind of weird grayish uh, green that the, there are a few splotches of, and then a pink strawberry party. Double IPA, 1.8% alcohol by volume. Beer, which I guess is good if they do seltzer in the same kind of cans. <laughs> so that's interesting. Hog River Brewing Company, 1429 Park Street, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106. And then on the back side of the can, you get the government warning. You got the cash refund and you got artwork by Mount Hook. MountHook.com established 2017. So that's who does their can art, which I think is cool. I think more. I think we talked about it before in the podcast. If you hire out for your can art. Give them a shout out. You should give them a shout out. Even if they don't ask for it, like just a little logo like that. It's nice. It's cool. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And I mean, this artwork is really nice. Yeah. But what's also really nice is this is the kind of thing you could put on your wall somewhere. Yeah. Or if you're doing a restaurant and you want some kind of like abstract kind of art that just looks cool and nice and sleek. Mm-hmm. Go to mounthook.com apparently and go check them out. I think that's pretty neat. I'm wow. done with my beer. Wow. <laughs> Color me impressed. That is like a double IPA version of the Thomas Hooker Tiki Party. In terms of like that pineappleness that comes out of it and the sweetness. I'm going to have to uh, politely disagree. <laughs> I can tell you are not as big of a fan of this one as I am. Well, I'm, I didn't suck the whole thing down in <laughs> less than 10 minutes, but. <laughs> I I love this beer, which I think is interesting because you clearly don't love this beer. So what is it well, about the beer ta- that. Slow is it still the sweetness is kind of slowing you down? Yeah, I would say so. That is what what kind of where do you find the sweetness? Because again, I'm usually so ugh, this is so sweet. Then you're usually I know not that. that so, that's why I'm like actually a little baffled because like I I'm really like I, I want more bitter to this, but at the same time, it would be a different beer. You'd have to tone. Excuse me, I had a whole beer in like five minutes. <laughs> You'd have to tone down the pineapple. Yeah. In order to get that, I feel. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a pineapple-y beer. And I feel like the sweetness all comes from pineapple. I would agree. I'm really like they, I believe they said orange was one of the notes. I'm really not getting a lot of orange. But is this all just hop notes or is this like they actually put some stuff into this? No, they didn't say anything about it being like infused with any like. Um, actual fruit. No. Okay. Because it really does have a a huge pineapple finish to the point where mm-hmm. I would almost believe that they had pineapple in this. Yeah. But yeah, I don't get that that sweetness that I usually get in a double IPA that I don't like. It's, it's very- not like an artificial sweetness. It actually 
it's just very heavy on tropical flavors. And you weren't expecting that? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Although it's exactly what they claim it to be. Like that yeah, vacation no. in a cup, like super tropical. Yeah. That's what, what it is. I don't know what I was expecting. I think you <laughs> they, were. They del- they delivered on their promise. I will say that. You were expecting a glitter bomb. <laughs> well, yes. And you did a, not get I was that expecting bomb. glitter. <laughs> and B, I'm just so used to double IPAs being like, I don't know, different. Okay. But you also usually don't like double IPAs. Yeah. That much. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm very 50-50 on dippers. Yeah. But that's what I think is interesting is this one doesn't have what I don't like in a double IPA, which is why I like it. But you're still tasting the thing I don't like usually in a double IPA, which is the sweetness. Yeah. But I can't taste that. It's a weird uh, 180 here. It's very strange. So I guess this is going to be a top 10 contender for me. For you. Yeah. I don't, well, we'll see. There's no I, way it's a top no. 10 contender. For you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I definitely don't dislike it. I'm almost done. It's true. You are finishing it. There are other, a lot, many other beers that you've left for me. Yeah. At the end of the episode. <laughs> and go, yeah. I, mean, I just th- think it's interesting is, that you think it's too sweet. Well, uh, yeah. Just a little too sweet for me. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. How the turntables have turned. <laughs> but call it something else. Call it tropical party. Call it something. You can call it glitter party if you don't have glitter in the beer, man. Honestly, Come on. I'm searching You're for it. You're looking for the glitter <laughs> stuff. Looking. Did I miss it? This is a solid beer. They delivered on what they described 100%. It just, for some reason, wasn't what. <laughs> it wasn't what you wanted. Yeah, I don't know. Glitter I, party by Hog River. No glitter. I expected a little bit more bitterness. That's all I expect. That's all I'm saying. Well, I thought it was awesome. I finished my glass in like record time. Uh, It's very pineapple. Very very record time. Very refreshing. Dangerously easy drinking for a double IPA. Yes. Um, And I will have again. I mean, I I will have again because we bought a four pack. So, <laughs> but I would even get this again and again. I All right. Good to know. Very good. And yes, this will be an, a member of our. <gasps> you finished the glass as well now. Yeah. Empty Mo Club. It is very drinkable. Interesting. Which is dangerous for an 8% beer. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's all I got. That's all I got. Because we finished our beer too quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the notes were, were easy. It's pineapple Yeah. Refreshing. Very refreshing. Delicious. A little, uh, a little heavy. Well, it's a double IPA, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would be able to have, I might be able to have two in a row if we had like a very light dinner, but also if we had a very light dinner, then having two 8% is dangerous. Yeah. I could probably have a second like now because I haven't eaten a lot. But like you said, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I can feel it. It's definitely a heavier beer, but yeah. I think all doubles are kind of heavy. Yeah, that's just comes with the territory. Yeah, par for the course. Anyway, I guess uh, thanks, guys, for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, 
share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got to plug? Well, I've got audiobooks I do from uh, audible.com. That's Amazon's audiobook service. Uh, look for me, Michael Butler. I've got Sour, Switch, Art Fraud and Gangsters, Coffee at Midnight, The Final Girl, Progressive Entrapment, uh, Vacation Planet. I got a bunch of books. Just go buy them and <laughs> read them and get me money. Uh, then I've got another podcast I do forgotten cinema a podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the audience simply didn't catch on to a film in its initial run we'll discuss what we love about the movie maybe don't love about it but we always recommend you revisit it you never know you might find your own forgotten gem we're available wherever anybody get their podcasts or on forgottenentertainment.com as we are part of the forgotten entertainment family uh, and uh, I got a couple other things coming up soon but uh, they're not out yet so uh, that's it that's all I got that's all you got. All right. Well, then, a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Well, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Empty mug clip. Cheers. Yeah. Clinky yeah. glass. Hi, I'm Mike Phil. Yeah, I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Generic Ad. Join us every Wednesday as we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever you get your podcasts or at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are a proud part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. I swear I talk more in the episodes.